Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast Show 100 and I don't even know, 38 I think it is. uh, September the 21st, 2021. Dave, you had a... uh, a grown-up weekend with the boys that turned into a not-so-grown-up weekend. The way the way things work out, you're uh, you're in your fifties now. Uh, you're all having a good time. How was the weekend, my friend? And how are you feeling? It was excellent. The weekend was excellent. Uh, three Alberta boys went to go visit uh, BC boy. Well, we didn't visit. We all uh, joined forces in Windermere, British Columbia. The weather didn't cooperate, and we had a pretty big yard game extravaganza, like bocce and washers and coop. We had that ready, but it, it, it rained all day Saturday. Um, and then, you know, I can't speak for all my friends, but I just kind of got inebriated, day drunk and stoned. I was <laughs> definitely I was more stoned than drunk. Yeah, like that, and that's the fun. Right. We like, so I was just working a buzz, which is perfect for, we got, we got a two hours of yard game in and then it, then it started raining again. And then we just played gar- cards and uh, watched college football and uh, drank some beer and solved some world's problems. How has the, the, the gathering uh, progressed over the years, health wise and everything else? There are more achy bones and uh, tiles and Advils and a five, three, five and everything else. Is there just, like how, because I got a story, a segue, Dave, how, what I'm getting into. Like, how has it progressed in the last 10 years, 20 years, um, as you're in your 50s now compared to when you were 30s? I'll say this for a fact. I didn't, if people were taking Advils and uh, joint pills and what have you, it wasn't in my eyesight. But I did notice during the day, and especially around supper time, and myself included, there was a lot more bottles of water involved than there usually is. There you go. Just uh, people just doing a little bit of maintenance. Water, water is the body's lubricant, and we all know this. Well, you need to so be just, a, don't let improper hydration spoil your vacation, Dave. It's very important. <laughs> you should make a t-shirt out of that. There it is. 1420 <laughs> words to live by. Hydration uh, is what was that? Don't let improper hydration spoil your vacation. Yes. There you go. Oh, that t-shirt. There. Go I, ahead. I'm fairly certain that's not a Brent Relinsky original. Anyways, the NFL <laughs> schedule uh, continued on this weekend, second weekend of the season. You got seven teams at two and oh. You got seven teams at 0-2. And I think it was our, the very first time we did a show together about this time last year, Dave. We said every team in the NFL is 8-8. Is eight and eight. It's what you do in between that you get a win and a loss and you have a good good week, a bad week. And it's kind of turning out that way. You got seven at 2-0, seven at 0-2. You, obviously, you'd rather be a 2-0 team because uh, 2-0 teams since 1997, I think, is uh, 63. 8% guaranteed to make the playoffs. Uh, 0-2 team, I have it written down here, is 12% to make the playoffs. Um, when you start 0-2 in a in a football season, the old butt, butthole's got to start clenching a little bit. Yeah, it does. And like uh, like you say that, like when you when you have 
football is such its its own beast and animal. These games mean so much. The the relief that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers don't give a shit. He just goes out there and balls every time. And I don't think he really cares what fan thinks. He's just gonna let his game speak for himself. He got lucky. He's playing Detroit last night. Detroit, Detroit did that. But that's one and one now. Like in yeah. Owen no, I know. Like, yeah. yeah, like they don't ask how they ask how many. It's big, especially after first week loss. No one must feel better than Tennessee going on the road and beating uh, a, an opponent, an opponent like uh, Seattle. So Tennessee is now one and one after getting just fist pumped by Arizona last week. Like that was embarrassing. And then, and then you have a team like um, New Orleans who pounded Green Bay, and then they lay an egg against uh, Carolina. It just, it just shows you that. Take a breath, take a breath. One game does not a season make. You know, out of those seven teams, though, Dave, you got three of them in the same division that are two and zero. Obviously, that isn't going to work. Out of these seven teams, what is the percentage that? They're going that these teams will go. Okay, percentage. There's seven two and zero teams. How many are going sixteen and zero? Right off the bat, you have three teams that are going to play each other no matter what. So that takes if, out two of them. No, Tampa Bay, I would say, has a 50-50 shot at, at undefeated. If you look at their schedule, it is sick easy. It is so easy. It's. They they have the they have the Rams in LA next week, and then after that, Rams are pretty good. But yeah, no, no, without a doubt, yes. Yeah. But but the the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Bucks have the easiest schedule in the NHL in the NFL this year. Like it's it's awful. You're not going to believe it. Like like how, talk for like how does Tom Brady fall in this warm pool of butter every year? I have no like, idea. I, I would just like some of his pixie dust sprinkled on my ball sack and see where it goes because it just seems it's just okay. Well, here we go. It, it's 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 amazing. Like just like not that he's not accomplished, and I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady for a millisecond. All I am saying in this this discussion we're gonna have right now is that you're not going to believe this schedule they have. So they they beat the Cowboys on night one. They beat the Falcons, and they're coming up on the Rams. Okay, so I'm, not, I'm just going to run their schedule. I'm not yep. going to tell you where and when. Patriots, Dolphins, Eagles, Bears, Saints, Washington football team, Giants, Colts, Falcons, Bills, Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. They lose two of those. Maybe to the Bills and then a fluke one. Like, I don't know who they lose to. Miami. Whatever. But, like, isn't that a ridiculously yeah. easy schedule? That's, that's my the only thing, Dave, point. is that it, the NFL is so – it's so level. Every team's eight and eight. It depends what you do with those, with those other – the back and forth. It's so level and it's so anything could happen week out, week in, week out, because you have you have, you have seven teams all sort of 0-2 and everybody in between. So how many teams are, that are 0-2 are going to be 0-5? Probably one, probably the, two. Like no one's Jets, going, it's tough to go 0-16. The Jets, the, the Giants might. The Jet, the, no, like, no, the Giants are decent. The Jags are terrible. The Jags the Jets Herb, are Herb's not winning the game this year. Herb's and not you know winning what? the game. And Miami's pretty terrible too. Houston's not as bad as we thought. The Jets are worse than we thought, and and like the Jags, I didn't give them any credit, anyways. See, Houston's kind of a surprise, and it just goes to show that maybe you know paying that much money for a quarterback, you can maybe usurp that and not do it because without Watson playing, they had they're well whatever. They're one and one, but those, okay, but they're one and one. What would they have been with Deshaun Watson? One and one. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Well, none that. of us know. That's what we talk about it on podcasts and everything else when we watch uh, guys like whoever on TV. But I would like to. I like you know. You go to the power rankings and I watch that. That I don't watch. I just like yeah. click on the the, the the click weight and power rankings and blah blah blah. And then 
My Denver Broncos, 2-0 and with two convincing wins, co- covering the spread in both wins. Yeah, but. They're still only ranked 11th. who they play? Well, whoever they put in front of them. That's all you can do. That's you, all you can do. What do you want them to do? Beat them twice? You can't beat Phantoms. You can't beat Phantoms. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, all they, all, all they can do is beat who's in front of them. And that's what they're doing. And I'm, pr- and I'm proud of them for doing it. No, it's better than being 0-2. Uh, 2-0 better than being 0-2 no matter what sport you're in. And games you win in September mean a lot in November, December. And it's 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 just what it is. So Minnesota's 0-2, losing two games by uh, four points. They're probably a better team than a 2-0 team right now. Are you, you know, saying they're, are you telling me they're better than the Denver Broncos? Right no, now? no, no, I didn't say the Broncos. I'm saying that oh, there, okay. there is a very good chance that there is an 0-2 team right now that might be better than a 2-0 team who didn't play anybody. And, and, and that's not you, you know I'm getting like I'm not, oh yeah, yeah. That's not that's not untrue, right? Like the schedule does play into a record, and like we don't really know really what's what's going on until uh eight games in. You think so eight? Do you think eight's the the the, the teeter totter point? Uh well, for playoffs, if you're like zero and eight, then obviously you're fucked. But, no, but like, I just, you know, I just, I just mean for for judgment of your team. Like, you, yeah. there, there's a lot of people from don't no matter what sport it is. You talk baseball, you talk hockey, you talk football. There's a lot of team people who know going into the season. Okay, we are a borderline playoff team. We are borderline um, what top third you- of division team, whatever it is. You people know you're, you're not but, fool, you're not fooling sports fans exactly right you know and, and then also too like I, I like that's nice about football you can look at the schedule and sit and think and and then after a couple of weeks you can even get a little bit more what's what's a possible win what's not a what's not a probable loss it's like ah uh, you know what if we get through this stretch and if we're if we're five and three after this stretch yeah I think we're in, but then like, be, because you see your schedule, you know, you have it tough, but like there's, there's tough stretches as a schedule. There's like, uh, when you have your, um, your interdivisional games and some of those are on the road, there's some of those games you would much rather have at home. And, and that's, that's what worried me about Denver the first week in New York, because they Denver doesn't play already well on the road. And yeah, look, we, we did it way back in August, I think, or could have even been July. We did our uh, our college football teams. You picked uh, Michigan. I had USC. I had USC beating Stanford. They lost. And then they, I had them losing in Washington State, and just because of what the way it usually works out, and it's two and one either way. Uh, I had it picked that way, and I I'm just a nobody, fourth rate podcast host from from Canada who knows nothing about anything. How you can pretty much pick it. You can look at the schedule in football and you can pick wins and losses. And if you get one right, you'll usually get one wrong throughout the, throughout the season. Yeah. There's always those games. Like, like if we win this one, we're actually for real. Yeah. Like you can, you can, you can kid yourself all you want, but then you just look at, there's that game on the schedule that is like this one. If, if we're a real team, we got to win this game. Yeah whether it be on the road or whatever, it's, it's, this is the teams we have to beat. Dave out of Atlanta, Minnesota, Detroit, the giants, Indy, herbs, Jaguars, and the jets. Um, is there a chance that, cause this year would be the first time ever. Uh, there might be an Owen 17 team. Cause the first year there's ever been 17 games. Uh, yeah. Right. Is there <laughs> One of those teams, if you were to lay money down in, in Vegas, uh, pick two right now. We'll write it down. We'll uh, we'll document it. And we'll we'll, we'll re- revisit later on. What two out of those out of those seven have a chance to go zero seventeen to make to make actual history? Um, give me that list one more time. And a you got Atlanta. Forward. Atlanta wins games. Minnesota, Detroit, the Giants, Indy. The Jaguars and the Jets. Pick the, two. The Jets and the Falcons. The Falcons? They're awful. They are friggin' awful. Um, when you have an old, old quarterback that well, is, is still he good. He might squeak out a game. 
No, but here's the thing: when he doesn't have protection, he's not mobile anymore. And when you when you when you have no Julio Jones anymore, you don't have a you don't have a money target. He he's he's and they don't. Have, Carolina is good. They're two and zero. Uh, Tampa Bay is really good. They're two and zero. Um, and then who else is it in their division? Um, Carolina's two and zero. I think Carolina, like, I think Atlanta's has a chance. That like, I, I here here's the thing: Detroit has a better record than Atlanta at the end of the year. Ugh. Maybe. The but Jets the, but, are awful. Jets well, are the worst. The Jets are going to jet. Um, Detroit's going to Detroit, and that's just the way it is. Anyways, that's our, our take on the NFL uh, after week two. Oh, my uh, bad beat. I didn't tell you about my oh, bad Oh, sorry, beat sorry. I, yeah, you told me about that off the air there. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Sorry. So in my fantasy league this, uh, I was winning by 30 points after Uh-oh. Sunday after Sunday's game. The guy was playing at, at had one guy playing on Monday night. And I had a 30-point lead. That's a lot. And the fella that he had playing on Monday night went by the name of Aaron Jones. Oof. That fucker went off. And I lost. I had a, such a bad beat. What's your record now? 0-2. You're 0-2? So yeah. you're, not, you're not making the playoffs. You have a 12% chance to make the playoffs. I, I lost the playoffs. I started 0-4 last year. And I lost, and I missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. So. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You can understand how I'm willing to give an 0-2 team. But I had uh, him and I had uh, two of the three top scorers of the week in the entire league. Yeah. But we were playing each other, so I had to lose. Oof. Oh, it was a bad beat. Aaron Jones, one fucking and, and you were And you were probably cocking the walk on Sunday night, eh? bragging, no. this, bragging it up, how you're going to be do this and do well, that. Well, I don't brag. Like, who am I going to oh, tell? I'm going to tell I'm gonna tell you guys. Who, who else am I going to tell? It doesn't matter. I don't know. you got some, what are they, I, the, the burner account or something on Twitter. You're oh, burning no. things up. I don't know. Like, I know fantasy football guys brag. are funny. They, they can't wait until somebody votes something in their fantasy pool. Nobody actually gives a fuck, but whatever. Well, that's the first time I've, well, you know, I've talked <laughs> no, about it. I know, no, I, I, think it's great. It. I think it's great. I wish but, I was in, a, I wish I was in one, but I, I never, I, like we said before on the show, I, I find it too distracting to watch games because I'm watching stats and not, and not games. That, but this is the thing because of my, I'm, I'm highly, Dave, I'm highly competitive. We, we, we drove home. It's a four hour drive. And so I had no football exposure and then I had shit to do when I got home. And then I, I fell asleep on the couch watching uh, the the Sunday night game, uh, the Baltimore KC game, which was that was a good game. I actually that was I tuned into that one. I tuned into that one on Sunday night. That was between the Mets game. and the, the Phillies. I think it was. Yeah, I was, yeah, that bounced back and forth. But anyways, and so I knew on Sunday, and then like even on Monday, I didn't watch the game, but I knew I just got I got robbed. I got robbed. It was a bad beat. Anyways, so, if you're down in Vegas this week or you're on, if you're a de- degenerate gambler like uh, some people that we know, bet on the Jets or the Falcons to go 0-17 to be the first people or the first teams to go 0-17 in NFL history because the first chance they had to lose 17 games. You heard it here first from Dave Van Roby's house at the Dutch Oven in Leopards, Alberta. Uh, 1420 podcast. Get all your gambling needs here. Right here where you can get them. I don't know. <laughs> gambling needs. Because that's because <laughs> that's what we're about. We're all about. We fucking jinx your ass. Always 17. They'll both win the next three in a row. Some. 1420 podcast. Four beer words, four sucking a whole lot more.
Number of teams from Major League Baseball seasons, they were done when the season first started. A uh, number of them uh, dwindled down to a precious few that are left to go into the playoffs. Dave, I'm I'm not a big proponent of firing guys midseason because what's the point? When you're out, you're out. But when you're you're a, a coach who's in or a manager, whatever you want to call them, uh, who's just dead in the water, you're not coming back next year, your contract's up. Would you, as an owner, would you say, okay, maybe we should just replace you with 15, 20 games left, um, replace you because you know what? We're going to bring up a bunch of new kids. We don't need to have a losing attitude because I don't care who you are. You could be Anthony Robbins, Mr. Positivity. If you've lost 105 games, it's tough to be positive. Would you not be better off to bring a guy in to finish the season off to maybe for the, the guys who are up for for the last 15 games from the minor leagues, would you not be better off having a new guy in to say, okay, we're moving forward in, in a different direction? And would it help a lot for free agents to say, okay, maybe they're moving forward, trying something different and not keeping the same freaking guy who's lost 105 games four years in a row? Um, yeah, I, I, especially in baseball, I have zero issue. Um, canning a guy with 20, 30 games left in the season, in a lost season, because now you're letting the guys know that are playing the last games, like we get it. It doesn't mean something, but we want to see what you're about. We want to see your attitude. Are you here for the, the franchise? Or are you here for a paycheck? And, and what we want to see is people that want to be here and, and, and we don't know who we're going to hire but we're going to talk to the leaders of the team and we're going to, we're going to see what, uh, what we're going to do to make this franchise better because we're not here. if you're winning 105 games, you're not within five years of, of a world series, but you're within five years of being competitive. And are you going to compete with us? This is the message I would sell. Would you, would you bring in like, let's just use Baltimore as an example. They're, they're going to lose a hundred games. They've ruined the Yankees season, but anyways, the Yankees actually the Yankees ruined the Yankees season. But um, you got a hundred five team loss. Would you bring a guy in from the outside who's like a throw a name? Who cares? Jake Jake Winters, Jake Winters, who has uh, zero um, games with the Baltimore Orioles in the organization. Maybe he's a Triple A guy, Double A guy. Do you bring him up because he might know some of these players? Or do you bring someone from the outside with 20 games left to say, okay, here's how I think we should do things. And how would you go about doing that? Because if the culture is the culture and say in Baltimore, how do you bring someone in that doesn't know what the culture is? No, like, well, that's what you, you have to, you need a culture, uh, a culture setter. Like, um, like any time, like it happens in late August, early September, there's no way I'm I'm naming next year's manager now. It's the third base coach or whoever the fuck you want. Like just now, this is the acting manager. He can apply for the job if he wants, but we're evaluating now. Like whoever we are, we might bring in. See, I don't uh, go keep going, but I I got a different take on that because if your if your team is sixty and and eighty three. You know that guy ain't coming back. Yeah, but like, who the fuck is going to sign on for three? No one's coming in and signing on and saying, I want the last 20 games of this and, and signing on for five more. Because otherwise, like, without five years, why would you even do it as a manager? There ain't no way. Well, who's the guy in Toronto? He signed on. What's it? What, what is his name anyways? Charlie Manwell. Charlie Mans. Uh, yeah, I no, don't know. He, like, he signed in the off season though. No, but I'm, I'm, I, I know that, but I'm just saying like, if you, if you're, if you're a first time manager, I sign up for anything to get out, to, to get on a ride in the bus to ride on airplanes. I would do that in a heartbeat because the, the, the management knows in June that that guy ain't coming back. <laughs> management knows that this team ain't working. Management knows that we need to do something different. So would they not be holding behind the scenes applications and interviews like Buck Showalter ain't working no more. 
we got to bring somebody else in. Uh, well, that's that's when you still have a chance. Like, or like you know, it happened with um, St. Louis Blues. It happened with uh, New Jersey Devils back in the day. But those were mid-season before the like, season would, was. Would hockey, would hockey be like, the only? Would hockey be the only sport where that could work? Because it happened with Larry Robinson with the I think it was the Devils. It happened with Sutter with the Kings. It happened with Barube with the Blues. Is hockey the only one that that could work? Because football, it can't work because it's such a short season. You can't come in eight games and change the culture. No. Or, and, or, or, change, or change the defensive schemes, the offensive schemes, whatever it is. You're right. There's just too much. Baseball, your roster's your roster. And your pitching yes. staff's your pitching staff. I think hockey is the only sport where a midseason replacement can actually maybe make a difference because because talent is talent. You got four lines. You got a, a and you have a bigger base. You got a lot more games, and you have a bigger base of players that can adjust and, and, and go accordingly. And far more ice time uh, without your stars on the ice, right? So it, it's I I think in hockey. It's like maximizing your advantages and disadvantages and, and, and minimizing risk and take and knowing when to take risk, not so much even within that actual shift, but like during a game, like, oh, like understanding your mismatches, understanding how that happens, understanding how you're going to take advantage of a, an opponent's weakness because of certain little things. But like in, in football, there's just too much. Right, there's just too much intricacies to that game that I don't understand. You got 80 um, players on on your roster that you, you don't even know who half the guys are, right? And, and you're, you're you're depending on the coaches' coaches, the, the the assistant offensive coordinator in charge of towels that 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 make makes decisions that you okay, man, I'm trusting you. Whereas in hockey, like it's such a fluid game, everybody's at some place on the ice at every time, and like now we're asking you when you're when you're doing this. Instead of doing that, just just take a step. It's like literally like just taking a step and looking this way. Like, but like in football, like you got a line coach. Like, oh, we're, you, you can't change your complete blocking scheme, and that's what. Like, I I feel bad for left-handed quarterbacks because you almost need a your backup to be a lefty too because that changes your entire blocking. Because your left tackle, your right tackle mean mean the world difference. Right, right. That that blind side and, and and the cut blocks coming through the middle. There's just too many variables in a football field. Is hockey the one sport compared to the other big three where you can get away without having a Hall of Famer win a championship? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, no, when, no, when, no, when, no. Like when, like Saint, when St. Louis won theirs, they have, they have a lot of good players. But and and when the Kings won theirs, they have a lot of good players. Is Anzi Kopitar a Hall of Famer? Probably not. Is Jonathan Quick a Hall of Famer? Probably not. But is hockey the one game because there's only 25 guys that have to work together? And if a the third liner jumps over the boards playing with the first liner, is that the one sport where coaching actually you have to interchange the players a lot more because it is so fast compared to the other other sports where there's a lot more stops and starts. I agree. Like, like, like hockey before any other, the big four is the biggest team game without a doubt. Like, um, and then football being a close second, because you could have the most complete game teams have shown that you can do it with a complete uh, game defense. Um, like, uh, Baltimore back in the day that John Gruden, Tampa Bay team, like defense does travel and you, you can do it without a superstar. But what I'm getting at Dave is that football stops and starts, stops and starts. And every, sometimes every five seconds, you could have a whole new group of guys running on the field. Whereas hockey, sometimes you get stuck with a guy on the ice for a minute and a half. You're like, Oh fuck, I got to change something up here. And it's just, this guy jumps in here and this guy jumps in there where like in football and it's, it's known to, it's a, especially in college football, the first 25 plays are scripted. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. This is going to do, we're going to, we're not, and we're not straying away from that. The other sports, you can't do that. Cause you, you, you just can't. Right. And, and like hockey is the one thing that you, you don't, you can't predict where the puck bounces. 
you can't say I'm putting these guys out here for this. I'm putting these guys out for and and baseball. You can't do that. Hockey's the one thing I that's the one sport I don't think you need Hall of Famers to win championships. It helps. It helps a lot, but coaching is a is a huge thing in, in hockey for the psyche of your team to know what each guy is capable of. Whereas football, there's a lot of stoppage, stops and starts. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're, you're right. Like just because the actual scripting of plays in football, um, trying and even when you have the better quarterbacks and the audibles and again, recognizing weaknesses, like your all pro receiver on a switch just got lined up with a rookie in his first game in the league. That's where you're taking your shot. You cannot do that in hockey. Like you, you might luck into it, where now Austin McKinnon's coming down on a on a on a third line, like got caught on the play and didn't get off the ice in time, and now yeah. all of a sudden it's a mismatch. But that's more luck than it is than the, it is than coaching, right? Than coaching, like it's. But yeah. I like yeah yeah we're talking the same thing, but like you're I I. I like back to my point, I think hockey is um, far and away the most team centric sports where everybody has to contribute all the time. And again, at the end of the game, it doesn't come down to a, to a kicker missing a field goal. Like a, the, in, in the playoffs, it's just like, we keep going. We just keep playing. Yeah. Someone scores a goal. There's no, there's no luck. There's no win. There's no rain. There's no, and you know what? And there might be a shitty bounce at the end of the game because that's what sport is. That's exactly it. We talk about how coaches like in, in baseball with 15, 20 games left, replace the manager, start a new culture. Let's go the other way. USC fired Clay Helton uh, two weeks ago, uh, two games in the season. Wasn't working. It hasn't been working up for a long time at USC. Uh, I'm near and dear to my heart. I go down there year after year and watch, watch the Trojans play. Uh, but let's not be Trojan centric here. When you fire your coach, football coach, or any coach, ten percent into your season, you knew he wasn't worth a shit when the season started. Why would you let your coach open the season when you knew you were going? Because every coach gets hired to get fired. Every one of them, unless your name is Scotty Bowman. Every coach gets hired to get fired. Why would you, two games into football season, ten games into hockey season? 10 games into basketball, 10 games into a baseball season. Why would you fire your coach when you knew in your heart of hearts that he wasn't worth a shit? Why would you start the season with that guy? I think there's uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of weight has to be put to the phrase cautious optimism or just optimism. Um, Like this fella at USC, like they wanted him to do well. They wanted him to succeed. Otherwise, you wouldn't let him go through like all these seven and three, eight and two seasons because you're USC. You're like you're you're supposed to be a big player, and you well, you know. Then they tell themselves the board of directors, the Lucky Land Casino, asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Pac-12 is down, but it's just a thing, and but now all of a sudden it's five, 10 years, you're not even competitive in the shittiest big the power conference in the country by far. Yeah. And then now the boosters are now coming to the boys up top and saying, like, you know, if we don't see change, we're going to start pulling money away. And after those first two losses, that especially like just getting pumped by Stanford, which is a 
That wasn't Stanford. even a game. It was Fuck awful. Fuck, I hate Stanford. No, I like Stanford. I like USC, too. I it's, like it's, bo- it's, it's not fair. Stanford's not fair to be that smart and that good at athletics. It's not fair. It's well, really not fair. No, I, it's just a, it's a joke to me and my brother. He's just Stanford. Like, Jesus. And, I like, I, I, so I you're smart it, and like, you can play football? Thanks. Yeah. But, like, what smart kids play football these days, right? Like, aside from Stanford, right? I don't know. And I guess Harvard and Yale has football teams too. So, but Not what like are you going to do? I, like I, yeah, just the coaching is, it's, it's a fickle thing and it's, a, and it's not so much coach. And I, I do believe that roster, roster management and the roster construction has a lot more to do with coaching than people think that you, you can have, you could have 14 hall of famers on your team. If they aren't jiving, it, then they, they ain't jiving. You look at, and, you look at, I don't know if you saw, you were, you were wearing the weekend, but I don't know if you saw on Saturday night when uh, Tatis Jr. and Machado were at each other's throats a little bit. Um, can having can having too much talent on your team and not producing be a harmful thing? Because both of those guys are egomaniacs. They are both hot, super talented players. Not winning in year one or year two of the experiment can that just steamroll all of a sudden you're six, seven years in and like, okay, we spent $600 million on two players and what do we got? Um, on that particular situation, I don't, I wouldn't make too much of it as a Padre fan. It's, uh, it's disappointing. You thought it was. Because that be- season went sideways quick. Yeah. But like, in, in like, you- it's just one of those things. Every you're, you're the flavor of the week, and everybody's so excited and good for you, good for you. But no then one, all of a sudden, in their defense, nobody saw the Giants doing what the Giants are doing. With one hundred percent, but they're still nineteen games back of the Dodgers. Yeah, so they weren't winning anyways. Yeah, you're not winning anyways. This isn't. Don't blame San Francisco on this. And 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 as talented as they are, and as much as they're trying. At the end of the day, if you don't got winners, if win the games, you got to win, right? Like, I don't know what their record is against the shit teams like uh, Arizona and uh, and, and Colorado. Right. You know, I don't know what their records are. But the the simple factor, 19 games back, you don't – at the beginning of the year, I would have picked Padres to probably have a better record than the Jays, but the Jays are there all the time. They're feeding off each other. They're they're, 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 – yeah. There's a little bit of something special, the clubhouse camaraderie and all that kind of shit. Maybe it's because the Jays don't have a, a, a an egomaniac like uh, Machado. Like I, I'm not blaming Machado. No, I don't Dave, know. Uh, Dave, you mentioned I listened was listening to I can't remember what show it was with Steve Phillips, ex uh, Mets GM. He's a Baseball Tonight guy and all that ESPN and everything else. And he says that that Jays team they genuinely like each other. Like they're actually friends. They get along. They they. They're cheering for each other. They get along quite well. He said, and then somebody asked, he said, what were like the, the 2015, 16 Jays said, no, they were an older group. They were in it for themselves. And they, they saw that, you know, dollar signs were ahead of them for another contract with a lot of those guys. And yes, they won and they were excited, but those boys were in it for themselves. Whereas these Jays, they know they're there for a while and they have a chance to do something special because they're, they're young and the way arbitration works and salaries and everything else, the, the Jays, they have they, a window and they realize they have a window as, and they realize it. Whereas the, the 15, 16 Jays, they were like, we're here for a short time, not a long time. And I can get a contract out of this. Whereas these Jays think, you know, we, we might be able to do something and having a inexperienced, not inexperienced, but a, a manager who has no, he don't have a dog in the fight after he leaves the Jays. I think that helps a lot. Well, you know, and, and, and then put that to the, the Padres, like a fan base that isn't used to success, a franchise that you're isn't lose, used to You're used to losing. You, yeah, I, well, you're used to losing, but like even though that like you've changed all the faces, like who know, who here knows how to win, right? Like w- like whether it be the, 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 the person answering the phones or the GM or what, like, like who there knows how to win. Machado doesn't know how to win. He got no. one wild card game, right? And then also, too, with that little fight that uh, Tatis and Machado had, like, they both speak Spanish and, and speak Spanish to each other all the time in the dugout. 
apparently Machado yelled at him in English. It which, ain't about and, you, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm yelling at you, but I want everybody here to know exactly what I'm telling you. It ain't about you, bro. It ain't about you. Right. It's and I don't Machado even know yelled. what it was. Like, did did Tatis deserve that brow beating? Or, I don't know. I, I wasn't I wasn't I. tuned in the Padres game of that on Saturday night. Uh, uh it's who knows? It's just I, I think that now that might be a situation where they, they have a losing mentality. Bring in a coach that you know have a, okay, you fuckers, here's how we're doing it next year. Like and a co- like, like a Madden or a La Russa, like even Something. though I, I even though I'm like over those guys, but like someone bring someone in and say and say, okay, here's how we're doing it. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Well, because like you know, we I, I, I I've won you, you haven't done anything. You done Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes, you guys could probably pay for everything that I you guys have more money, you could buy the world, but you haven't really done fuck all. I have shut up, and here's how we're doing things next year. And next year, if you don't come in with my attitude, you ain't playing. Well, like Tony LaRusso with the White Sox, like and it I shit on him. We like he's we, obviously- we we did shit on him, and look what they're doing. And I still like I like I don't get it, but clearly that fucker knows what he's doing, because yeah. they're in first place by a bit. He's my, he's my mother's age, and he's going out there and embarking orders, right? And figuring it out, and he got all butt hurt when uh, his own player uh, hit that. Yeah, it's something about something, whatever it was, and yeah, yeah. like I don't get it. Like, I just so that's what I'm saying. Man, maybe, but like, but, but that old man get, has get off my lawn. First place, yeah. There you go. And so maybe it's time for these young guys who've been nothing but coddled because it, that's this generation nowadays. That's this generation of player we, we've been talking about for, for years. When when these kids become professionals, they ain't going to get it. Now it's these guys who don't get it. It's that, that And we've been talking about it for years before the podcast, we even to think. We talked about the day, jeez, oh, back in my day. Now, you know what? It, it is back in our day, and these kids just don't fucking get it. You know, and I can see that totally as a baseball manager, like because in 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 the other uh, sports, there's so many games. So when you you're gonna sit the first half, like really, what am I eight? But because but then it's it's so few games compared to baseball, yeah. where there's so many games. It's like you know you have a maintenance day. What do you mean? Like well, like maybe be maybe uh be on time for the flight tomorrow. I was only 10 minutes late. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. You got you tomorrow play. off. Yeah, you got tomorrow off. Don't worry about it. Here's your bonus structure. Yeah, exactly. You're still getting paid the same. Like, don't, don't fucking look at me. Just be on time. Yeah. And then, like, that happens four or five times. And then all of a sudden, guys on the team are like, Jesus fucking Christ, you want me to pick you up? Because on because a, a baseball roster is so big as well. What is it, 28 players or... 25, but most of them are pitchers. Like, there's only two position players per... Yeah, it, there's not many players. And then when, when you're hanging out, like, like I would imagine three or four of the, the rookies live in the same apartment complex or same yeah. condo unit or whatever like that. Just like, send a car. Do you want a car? No, I keep find my way. And then, oh, you're 10 minutes late. Okay. Um, yeah, dress up. Um, you might get a pinch hit in the ninth or whatever. But, but you might not. But yeah. you might not, and then, then that's okay. And and there's so many games and opportunities in baseball. I think I think playing time actually might be a thing for for baseball players. I don't know that, but you know, and if I was to write, and there's the book, so many inconsequential games, and there's so many guys wanting to play, and so many guys can come up and play. That if you shit the bed on your chance to play, and you make a mistake, you ain't playing. You ain't coming back. You know, and, and like this whole, I th- I think I like I would be a dangerous manager too. Like you know, um, why was uh, why was blow blow uh, on the bench to start the game? How come we it was in left field? And then just say like, didn't you see his fucking Snapchat last night? That's why. Oh Ask yeah. Ask him. Like just say shit like that. Just yeah. have people tell you like and like we're gonna teach this fucker a lesson. Yeah. Show me everything he does, and then and then if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like you're not wrong. Because how come he didn't start tonight? He is Snapchat at 3 45 a.m. Yeah. He'll tell you. Ask him. Actually, ask him about his, ask him about his Snapchat his, last night. His Instagram fucking picture will tell you why he's not playing tonight. Yeah. Jeez. He has to he has to get over himself, start thinking about the team and not himself. That's right. 
Anyways, Dave, uh, that's me and you get uh, old man get off for a long kind of a conversation. But I think we're right. I don't think we're wrong. I really don't think we're wrong. That uh, it, sh- it should be uh, players should be held more accountable and everything else. But anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers of sports talking a whole lot more. Dave, you're out in BC this weekend. Did you bring out the podcast with your buddies? Um, yes. And uh, we didn't talk much about it, so they don't listen to it. I do know they don't listen to it. Um, they had some questions about it, yeah, but that's it. They didn't give a fuck about the content. No, I the funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, Dave, that my, my friends are the same as your friends. I have some different ones, you have some different ones. I don't tell anybody we have a podcast. No, and then it's, it's not that I'm embarrassed about it, I don't talk about it. No, same thing. It's like fantasy football. Like someone uh, asked me, like, are you, are you guys still doing the pie? Yep, yeah, we got over $15,000. Holy fuck, do you get any money for that? No. So no. what do you do? And then, like, I just tell them about the nuts and bolts about it. And then uh, that was it. Like, yeah. it, it, we talked about the podcast in a, whatever, 72-hour period for about five minutes. That's it. No, and that's the funny thing. About and, I, and that's I'm totally cool with that. No, yeah. I am too. I don't. I don't. I. I don't. I. I, I would rather my friends listen to it, but then I, I'm. There's times where I'm glad they don't, because then they would pick me apart even more than they usually do. But it's it's odd. It's odd that we were over the fifteen thousand download mark and a bunch of things got picked up today. But it's 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 funny that I don't know most people listen to the show. Well, I know no. some, obviously. But I, I don't. And I appreciate everyone who does listen. I We appreciate the, the, the following, but I, I don't talk about it with anybody. I don't. If they ask me, I will bring it up. But I, I don't. I don't socially talk about the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You, you, it's not that I'm embarrassed, but I just. Exactly. I, it's like, yeah, I'm not embarrassed. I don't want to talk about it. Just like, you know, I, like. I, 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 I just don't know how I would broach the subject. I think uh, having. Uh, a podcast like you and I do and talking to someone about it is kind of like talking about your fantasy football team. Worse. It's... Because we're looking... No, because we're looking for listeners. Uh, right, yeah. And I guess, too, like, uh, you probably don't have a, a fantasy football team. Uh, sorry, a podcast. But you, you, there, it's more likely you have a fantasy football team than That's a podcast. That's right, yeah. But like, like, which isn't something to be bragging about. Not that we're bragging, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, I think our, I, I think our little show is pretty good, Dave. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers, four stock, and a whole lot more. Last night, the Tijuana Titan, Alahan from Place in Toronto Blue Jays, the Tijuana Titan. I came with them myself. I like it a lot. Dave, have, like you, have you been to Tijuana? I have never been to Tijuana. I've flown over to Tijuana. I almost went once when I was in San Diego. I was going to walk over, and I just didn't. I, I just uh, uh, temptation didn't get the best of me that day. Anyways, the Tijuana but, Titan. But do you know why? Like, because you're already like the United States is Canada, it's Mexico. Everything's cheaper. Yeah. Beer's cheaper. Yeah. The 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 the, the you're by the water. You're doing things. You're doing things in the states you can't do in Mexico. Cheap beer, cheap smokes, uh, more partying, right? Yeah, so there wasn't any more. I couldn't have done any more partying than I did when I was in. Yeah, yeah like, I, like, were you going to party more in Tijuana than you were in San Diego? And I, I wasn't. I, I was there for a baseball weekend, but there was no basically baseball in Tijuana, so there's no point. Why would you go? Yeah, there was beer where I was. It was yeah, you need you needed a tattoo. <laughs> I don't have a tattoo. Well, that's why you didn't go to Tijuana. Thank God if you go to Tijuana, I would have got a tattoo. Would have had a tattoo. Anyways. Anyways. The Tijuana Titan, uh, Alejandro Kirk, Jay's catcher. Last night, he lost his wristband. Uh, not a cheat sheet, but Cole's notes, because he wasn't cheating. Uh, he dropped his out of his wristband behind home plate. And Kermeyer slid into, into home plate, picked it up. It went to the, the raised brass. It's not illegal to have a cheat sheet to cut. Uh, uh, let's rephrase that. It's not illegal to have Cole's notes. This isn't high school. Um, they can have it. That's why they have signals. If Kirk didn't have 
have the Coles notes on his wrist. The, the bench would have been call, calling balls and strikes you know, or, or calling, calling pitches, what curveball slide or whatever he wanted. But um, did Kiermaier do the right thing by taking that and not giving it back to the Tijuana Titan? Or did it screw up or was it a smart move on the, on the Rays' behalf to maybe screw up Kirk's and the Jays' um, perception of the game? There's an absolute huge... It's gamemanship. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's a huge gray area. Like, kudos. Like, I, 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 I wouldn't even know if, if the raised brass would have known what to do with it at that moment. But given that and being able to give it to the analytics... Uh, nerds. Nerds at that organization, which clearly has a nerds. No one has analytics figured out better than the Tampa. Tampa. They're they're right there. Them and the Dodgers. Yeah. Like once that's in their hands, then they're screwed. So the fact it was laying on the ground, you probably all all you knew as a ball player, the guy sliding into home. And being called out. All you know is that's something that fell out of the catcher's pocket. And you're not giving it back. I no. wouldn't give it back. There ain't no chance. I don't know if I would have looked at it at that point. I don't know if I would have put it in my pocket. It might have been, you know, like his side piece, his phone number. And you were going to Snapchat her later they, on. That, they, that's a very good point. Like when you see something, I mean, in baseball, I've been on on, on minor league fields and set in the, uh, the Wimble fields. Do you see something on the ground? I usually just say, "Hey, man, you dropped this." You just put it in your pocket. I don't. I don't. Or I put it in my in my back pocket as an umpire. I don't. I don't care. And after the game, oh, well, whatever. Like you wonder if Kiermaier looked at it, like went at what point he looked at it and goes, "Oh, this is uh, his little suspect." I think there's a good chance he didn't realize what he had until he took his pants off at, after the game, like that. That. That almost might have gotten washed, right? Because he just got called out. You just like, ah, oh, man, fuck. Um, like I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Um, at, at what point does uh, Kirk go? Oh, Jesus, fuck! I lost that. My my Cole's notes about how to pitch this guy or that guy and do whatever's got to happen. At what point does he go? Oh, uh. I, I gotta tell somebody about this. I I, I don't know. Like it, it wouldn't be until the next inning when he's putting his gear back on because that's the next time he has to reference it. So the timing was like if so he must have went okay, so the, the, out of the inning. Okay, so he let's say he batted that inning. He lost it. Doesn't know he, he didn't have it. Goes back to the dugout, puts his gear on, looks at his wristband, little flapper thing, and goes, "Oh fuck." Oh, especially Daph, because he would be taking the warmets and stuff like that. I would, you would oh, assume it's this, in your flop. This is really shitty. I'm a major league catcher. I'm a Tijuana Titan. I I don't really have a long career ahead of me, and I fucked this up. And oh boy, How, what do I? And and do the Jays have a, a photocopy just in case? Oh, for sure, without a doubt, they have one or two copies in there, like the. That maybe like you sweat on it or, yeah. or whatever they 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 do have a maybe even more than one wristband already mounted or something like that. Let, let's but, make but, this but, very clear, Dave. That, that what they were doing was not cheating because, like like I said, if if Kirk didn't have a wristband and he wasn't and there was he's new to the big leagues. He played a little bit, little bit last year. He's been up this year. If he couldn't memorize what each batter could do he would look at the dugout and the, the, the manager or the pitching coach will be calling pitches. So it, never, it's, they're not cheating by any means. Oh, no, without a doubt. And even on that note, probably I would imagine on that sheet, there is um, like waving us singles and what we do here and what we do there because he's yeah. not the everyday catcher. Like, like maybe one every four games he's behind the plate. He's a DH catcher, right? And And... It's just because you got to carry a second catcher because you need a second catcher. That's oh, this, the this late in the there. season, absolutely. Um, what do you think? Uh, is it Charlie Montoya? Yeah. What do you think after the game, Montoya walked up to Alejandro Kirk and 
in Spanish so nobody else could, uh, the, the, the reporters couldn't hear. What do you think he would have said to his catcher? Like, fuck, man. Like, Jesus. Like, you know what? As, as, as Montoya, <laughs> like, and like, when you look at that clip, I don't think it is the catcher's pro, uh, fault. Um, it kind of fell out. You see how it fell out. Um, it strikes me as kind of odd that it would it was folded. I would think it would be on a on a sheet like you see on yeah. a quarterback's arm. So I don't under, I don't quite understand that. I don't quite understand how it jarred loose, and then I don't quite understand how Charlie Montoya went. Charlie Montoya probably wouldn't, didn't even know until the next until he saw that clip. You don't think Kirk would have been a hey, uh, skip? You know that that uh, Cole's notes I have. Uh, I lost it. Is there any honor? <laughs> I on don't the- know. I don't know. Like it- I like I, I I I honestly I I have zero clue of actually when it would have been noticed. Or like, or is it or is it or is it your son Jasper in grade four or five whatever it was? I don't know where that is, and I've never had it in my pocket. It, or is it that? You mean that? No, no, for sure. No, for sure. No, no, no. It's all about. I think, I think, I think uh, the catcher, I think the, the Tijuana Titan really gets to come away with this a little bit blameless. He did nothing wrong. Like, it, it, unless he was holding it in his teeth, maybe. I Like, I don't know. I like, like I say, when. We got a hashtag like, we, that Tijuana Titan. I like that a lot. Same. That's a good handle. The uh, from the Baja Peninsula. When nice. when you see that, uh, but what if he's from uh, Cabo Del Rio or? No, I, I read. I, I did read it. He's up from Tijuana. The Baja. Oh, okay. the Baja. I read that. I wouldn't. Just okay, make good. Fourteen twenty podcast. If we're not about, we're we're all about truth. Yeah, but we don't mind a good handle either. We and we uh, and we we are all, about, we love we are a good all about fact checking as well. <laughs> um, it, it, the only way the Tijuana Titan gets in trouble if he was uh, storing it in some careless manner. Yeah, but it, but it, like once again, we're like I, it's just the guy slid in, and it was a weird play too. The guy was the Blue Jay was kind of tossing it in from first base like i don't know what this kirkmeyer was doing it's uh it's, it's a weird play all around it's going to be an interesting last uh geez we're down to 10 games for the jays and the yankees and the red Sox for the, the the two wild card spots um i suspect the jays and the red Sox are going to make it just just the way their schedules line up the jays have uh six with minnesota and three with the Yankees and three with Baltimore. The Jays are probably going to get the wild card spot, and 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 I I believe that the uh, Red Red Sox will as well. Well, can't blame Aaron Boone. All he's doing is managing the players he's given, right? Yeah, there you go, Dave. Uh, I listened to. Uh, we'll get off that the Tijuana Titan, but I, I I listened to a podcast the other night. Um, surely you can't be serious podcast. I'm not sure where these cats are from. Uh, they have a lot of 80s stuff, a lot of, uh, fan- this topics right up, uh, mind your wheelhouse. Uh, when you guys get a chance to check it out, I've retweeted it and put it out on our, our Twitter account and Facebook accounts, everything else, but the surely you can't be serious po- podcast. And they did a review of Huey Lewis, the new sports 1983 originally came out. Um, probably my favorite album of all time. Nobody dislikes Huey Lewis. And we're going to, we won't do a uh, who is better tonight, Dave, but we'll let, let's do a, a mini who is better. Uh, the three albums, we'll, we'll do a little homework, a little research to cut this show, uh, cut this show now, but we'll, we'll get into it on Thursday night. Which album is better, Dave? And we can go uh, Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. You got Huey Lewis New Sports. And Purple Rain by Prince. Three albums were up pretty much the same time back in 83. Sports came out, the other two were 84, late in the, the year and everything else. That's three iconic albums. Um, 
if you were to do no research whatsoever right now, Dave, and just off the top of your head and just, and just with um, your personal favorite, I guess we could say, out of the three, which one is better? Sports, Born in USA, or Purple Rain? Purple, purple Rain, one. Huey Lewis, two. Born in the USA, a distant third. A distant third, eh? A distant third. I love... You're a big me. Prince guy. I'm, and a I'm, huge, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Huey guy. I And I loved Huey. And then like, you know, and that's kind of when I knew we were friends. Because I was a big Huey guy. Like, I remember, like, I love Huey Lewis. That was, that was a leading point for you. Like, okay, that guy likes Huey Lewis. We got, well, I like him. Well, <laughs> like, you know, you, you like people that like shit you like, that's right? right. Like, that's you right. know, and then, and then that's just a thing, right? I didn't, I, I didn't count discount the fact you were a Yankees fan at that point either. There right? you go. But like when it's it, when it's what you do when I'm not around and you like to do something that I do when I'm not around, like listening to Hugh Lewis. Like oh, that's a that's that's it that like we'll put a check in the in the in the in the pro and this column. is this is an okay book. So yeah for so for Thursday's homework assignment Dave we'll do a little research on all three of those albums. We'll go one through nine or one through twelve, whatever it is, and we'll say which song is better. We won't go one to four and then down to one. So song one in each album, song two in each on its way through, and we will decide which is a better album. Okay, no, I'm up for that, and I, and I like, and I'm a big fan of the Boss as well. I don't like how this is going to come out for him. But you know, there out of these three albums. Glory Days, if this is it, and Let's Go Crazy, I think, are the three big ones, right? Wow, no, Purple Rain's the big one. You think, Purple Rain's, you think Purple Rain's better than Let's Go Crazy? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, Jesus. Acid Rain's a, not a very good song, Dave. This is going to be quite, quite the, the conversation on Thursday night. Oh, like I Would Die For You? That song riffs a ton of ass. I like that. Well, well, that see, song's they, not that song is not better than Glory Days. It is. We might have to dedicate a whole segment, or a two segments, or three segments to this exact topic. You got to remember, though, too, like when that came out, that was the kind of genre I was in, and the Prince thing, and so like I'm in high school, and and I get it, I get it. Now I get Bruce a lot more than I did back in that time in the formative years. Yeah, but like, but the 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 synaptic mills in my brains have already been hardwired. But you know who has stood the test of time throughout the entire time? Huey Lewis. Oh, if this is it, man! Like I don't oh, even. Oh, number know. six played over and over again. <laughs> I love that's my favorite. I love that song. Oh, I love it. Oh, well, so do I. Like, oh like, man, Huey's just—he, I, I just wow. Anyways, and walking on a thin line, straight off the front line, labeled oh, as freaks God. loose on the streets of the city. Oh, <laughs> Huey Lewis and news. I don't think it's close, personally. But anyways. 1420 podcast for beer and sports talking a whole lot more do your homework for the guys let people listen at home uh what you think the better album is purple rain sports or born in the usa also get back to us about uh anything we talked about tonight coaches and everything else dave fun show tonight we ramble a little bit longer we usually do on tuesdays thursday should be interesting uh getting down to the nitty-gritty on the sports purple rain and uh born in the usa yeah, no, no, I, I welcome it because I don't think I've ever looked at the. It's it's three of my favorite albums from that from that thing, from that genre, from that from that time in my life. That's gonna be a tough one. And and then it's it's really gonna. I'm gonna I, to see what songs line up with what song. One to one, so, two to two, three to three. Right, like it's just a, it's just a random process of elimination. Yeah, it's and whoever like, has the most best at the end of her, that's who wins. And we'll we'll figure it out, and then we'll we like we might have some exemptions once and I see it, and we'll sing like I want to put this song against this song, or something. I don't know. I'm not gonna for sure want to see where songs line up. 
It's going to line up good. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a fun show on Thursday night. Anyways, yeah. anyways, take care of each other. But more importantly, take care of yourself because we need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. Dave, what else? So, uh, my my headphones just clacked out. What? Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself <laughs> to keep you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? <laughs> Jim, don't still get high pitches. There we I, go. I figured like it it, it, it it clicked out literally the millisecond right before. Right when said I it. said take care of yourself, you were like, I I'm only here for myself. So yeah, whatever. I was just looking around and doing like a house, whatever. Uh, anyway, good show tonight, Dave. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Don't forget high pitches, Jimmy. Siri, play Sports Twenty podcast on Google Play. Huey Lewis, if this is it, please let me know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.